Hi again, this is Gareth and Jess. Hello. With the latest Interface Podcast 12 Digital Christmas Tips. This is tip number five of 12. Jess, I'm feeling in a festive mood. What's your favourite Christmas film? Oh, Elf. All right, we love Elf. Elf. What about yours? It's a classic. Well, I don't know. Elf Elf is good. For me, Die Hard. And anyone who argues that Die Hard isn't a Christmas film Mm. has has me to Mm. deal with. Mm. Die Hard's a Christmas film. Okay. It's a Christmas film. End of of discussion. But there's loads of others, isn't there? Some fantastic ones. Things like Arthur Christmas is one we always watch on Christmas Eve in our family. Miracle on 34th Street. And of course, not forgetting, you know, things like The Nightmare Before Christmas. But actually, this tip is around real life nightmares. Stuff that, you know, gives people sleepless nights if you are a school leader, an IT technician, or a safeguarding lead. Yeah, or maybe a governor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. So what happens if you fall victim to a cyber attack? It happened to the Harris Schools Federation, a multi-academy trust in London. Their CEO, Sir Dan Moynihan, told us on the Interface podcast about the impact it had. I was out for a jog on a Saturday morning. One of our IT techs called me, and that's really unusual on a Saturday morning, and he said that He'd noticed a server had fallen over during backup and he got an error message in the early hours of the morning. And when he looked at it, he could tell that the server had been encrypted. And so he'd shut down the entire network. So there we were on a Saturday morning. It was clear instantly that encryption meant we'd been attacked. I mean, it was immediately obvious somebody wanted something, cash, no doubt, to unlock this. But the immediate issue was... With the network down and facing Monday morning, we'd lost registers, we'd lost all teaching materials, everything saved on our networks, we'd lost fire systems in some schools. Some of our doors are controlled through Wi-Fi access, so we didn't know whether our front doors were shut locked or whether they'd be wide open. We lost safeguarding information. We didn't know who we owed money to or who owed us money. And then we had the immediate decision across the 52 schools, do we open on Monday morning? What a nightmare. That sounds like the kind of story you'd tell to staff in a dark room with like a torch under your chin, you know, in spooky terms. But it it actually happened, didn't it, Jess? And what what do you do with that? (laughs) Well, you listen to the podcast. (laughs) Go back and listen to the podcast episode. (laughs) Do you know, it brings to mind that phrase, what is it? Failure to prepare is to prepare to fail. I haven't got that quite right, but you know what I mean? It's like, that's what they say these days, right? Be ready for when it happens. So um, yeah, lots of learning there. And that that thing as well about kind of the human the human factor in all of this. But I think also, but before we even get to the human factor, just understanding that the education sector is disproportionately targeted by cyber criminals today is just a fact. You go and look at any stats out there and like the bar of like number of schools that are targeted versus businesses and other, you know, healthcare sectors and things like that. It's massive. It's it's all education. Um and there are obviously reasons for it, aren't there? Like tech is sometimes more out of date in schools. Procedures aren't maybe sometimes as robust as they might be in big businesses. It's not like schools are sort of swimming around in loads of money, like, you know, Scrooge McDuck in gold coins or whatever. They haven't got loads of money to pay ransoms, but they are an easy target for criminals and they do go for them. And you're right. The human element is is sometimes the easiest way in. Yeah. You, you've, you've made me think there about those kind of myths that are around, like we wouldn't be targeted but of course a lot of of, of kind of um, malicious malware is just random it's just out there seeing where it can get hold anyway and the idea of you know um, if you've got valuable data then you might pay 
to keep that. That's where they're coming from, right? You might pay to, to get that data back. Especially if they get into the school network and find your insurance documents that tell them exactly how much of a ransom they can charge and that the insurance yeah. company will cover, which has happened to schools before as well. But it, it is down to, to down to all of us, isn't it? To, to kind of close those gaps and those loopholes and do the best that we can and, and keep our eyes and our ears open. But also, you know, do the things that we kind of need to do to keep everyone safe and keep data safe as well. And sometimes making small changes around our digital habits and being more cyber secure can have a benefit to everyone in school. And that's where things like the National Cyber Security Centre's tips that they've got for anyone working in education are really nice and easy and practical. Anyone in any role in school can read them and pick things up and actually change little bits of their behaviour in school to, to make the school a much safer place from cyber criminals. Go back and listen to the full episode with Dan, right? Your jaw will drop, but you'll also get some really, really fabulous practical advice, things that you can take forward, things that you can do now. So just go and search for interface wherever you listen to your podcasts that was tip number five we are almost halfway through our 12 christmas digital tips see you next time